Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Joe Biden recently said Donald Trump should no longer get intelligence briefings. That means Donald Trump will now be deprived of two kinds of intelligence. In Trump's defense brief for his impeachment trial in the United States Senate, the word united was misspelled in United States Senate. It was spelled U-N-I-T-E-S, United States Senate. To be fair, it's how Trump pronounces it when his dentures fall out. (laughs) During the impeachment trial, video was shown of senators being escorted out of the chamber and to safety. That shocked me because I thought they should have sent Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz to pacify the insurrectionists the way you send virgins to a volcano. Tom Brady playing football well into his 40s is a testament not to his athletic abilities and his stamina, but to how much of a pain in the ass Giselle Bunchen must be during quarantine. (laughs) 
I see comedians doing Super Bowl ads now. Like last year, it was Aparna Nancherla. This year, it was Amy Schumer. I could never see myself doing a Super Bowl ad unless it's in the rider that I get to say, how many women have these players paid off so they don't report any allegations to the police? The thing I dislike about TV sporting events is the commentators. One of them referenced the pandemic and said, so many people didn't think we'd make it to this night. I think the pandemic showed that not a lot of people, in fact, made it to that night. Fans in Tampa Bay celebrated on the streets after the Buccaneers' Super Bowl win. No masks, no social distancing, and wild, erratic, unrestrained behavior. That sounds like the Capitol insurrection, but with Tom Brady jerseys. Fox Business suddenly canceled Lou Dobbs tonight after the show's host was included with other Fox hosts in a lawsuit filed by Smartmatic, a voting machine company, for false claims of election fraud. Fittingly, Lou Dobbs tonight is the perfect answer to the question, who is Fox going to cancel and when? And on that note, on with the show. Please join me in welcoming our panelists, Jeff Heisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, and Shireen Kassam. Hey, Tom. How is hey, everybody Tom. doing this week? Well, I'm here, Tom. Unlike the 15 Republican senators who are jurors in the Senate impeachment, but decided not to show up today. So they figure that they know what's going to happen and they don't have to spend their time there. Now, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'm here. So unlike those 15, I'm here for you, Tom. Just when you think they can't get more disrespectful. Uh, ugh, okay, sorry. I always start out so funny, don't I? <laughs> no, there's, there's always a new low. So today, we know that they know how they're going to vote. And yesterday, Hawley sat in the gallery with his feet up, uh, allegedly uh, paying bills. And today, didn't even show up. So there, it's it just uh, progressively, uh, is, you're right, Michelle, is getting worse. I mean, they really should be ashamed of themselves. It's embarrassing to not only the United States, it's embarrassing to how we look to the world again. You know, these are the people representing us and they're so bored with what's happening. They just got to prop his feet up. You know, they should just remove them from the trial. They don't want to come. Yes. Don't let them come. But make sure that it's said they were removed. You're right. You can't vote. How can you vote? You weren't there for the, all the, uh, to hear all the evidence. Oh, if only that could be true. That would be fantastic. I can't wait to hear Shireen's thoughts on this. <laughs> no, it, it's funny because I, I was listening to like Lindsey Graham was saying like he, he agrees that this was a disgrace, but he's still not going to vote. And it's like, it's funny how they, they see it, but they can't, they, I mean, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz needs to just be crucified and be done with. Like it's, they show the video of like the, the, the they show the rioters like a hundred feet away and you're kind of just like, I wonder if it would have been different if they, rioters had gotten to them, would they be singing a different tune? You know, it's, yeah. it's so interesting. I feel like if my life was at risk, I'd be like, okay, he's guilty. <laughs> Well, Ted Cruz probably would have just tried to exchange like recipes. I'll give him Heidi's recipe for ribs. <laughs> like I'd love to hear Mike Pence's views on this whole situation. Like if he was if he was still in in his seat, what would he think? Because he should be dead. He should be hanging on the noose, right? That was outside. I'm not saying I want him dead. I'm just saying like if somebody had a noose outside my house waiting for me, I think I'd be. Saying, that would upset me. That would be problematic. <laughs> Especially if my boss instigated them to hang a noose. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously, imagine if your boss instigates it so a group of people come to your place of business with a hangman's noose, with signs. 
chanting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's fine. Like, to be fair, every single boss I've had has done that once they've heard some of the jokes. That I've doesn't told. surprise me, Tom. <laughs> not in the least. <laughs> I mean, my my bosses too. I mean, if you ask them, do you want to? Would you kill Shireen? They would say yes, but nobody's ever actually tried or instigated <laughs> a mob of people to come after me and kill me. <laughs> See, I've had I've had uh, right wing groups have uh, make actual death threats against me. But then Gosh. They, they've they've been negated by like some of the prayers that have been sent as well. So, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. The problem with today's conservatives is that they're different from the generation that came before them. For example, my grandparents' generation fought and defeated the Nazis, and my parents' generation is now sending them to Congress. At this rate, my generation will end up starting comedy podcasts with them. Oh, wait, they're already doing that. Josh Hawley called the impeachment trial a kangaroo court. Fitting choice of words for someone who looks like someone accidentally injected a kangaroo's DNA into a lemur. <laughs> Ever the Senate's equivalent of Tammy Wynette, Lindsey Graham walked out of the chamber before House managers showed how many people left the Trump administration following the insurrection. And Rand Paul has been seen in the Senate chamber not wearing a face mask despite CDC recommendations. Exactly what you would expect from someone who has the appearance of a toilet mat that some drunks puked on because he missed the bowl. <laughs> Joining us tonight to discuss everything impeachment trial related, attorney and former talk show host, Ward Morrow. Hey, thank you. Welcome. Great to be here. I got to tell you, you know, I, I was a prosecutor for 10 years in Baltimore City. Uh, if you watch The Wire, I kind of lived The Wire. And if I had a jury that was made up of people who were actually witnesses to the event, and it's all on videotape, and the offenses, they were coming there to hurt them, I would think, wow. This should be a slam dunk, right? So I, I'm kind of not getting this. And then watching it, I mean, the evidence is just absolutely overwhelming. And the defense, as best as I can tell, and from the rumors I've heard, they're going to show clips of, I guess, maybe the squad or different people saying, you know, let's take to the streets for Black Lives Matter. Let's own the streets. Let's, you know, get out there and you know, whatever. But none of them are the president of the United States. Nobody stormed the Capitol. The worst that seemed to happen is there was some graffiti. I mean, you know, and, and they're enraged by this graffiti and I'm not pro graffiti. I'm a prosecutor in, you know, in my past. Yeah, you know, you should be found guilty and do community service and clean up the graffiti, absolutely. But when you're coming in hunting members of Congress and the vice president, that's a little different. I don't think you can just say, hey, I'm okay with that. You know, uh, other guys say mean stuff too. And the other guys don't go hunting for members of Congress they don't try to disrupt our election and keep us from electing our government. That There's a big difference. And if you can't see that, I, I think the American people can. I have faith in the American people, or at least most of them. I think a, a, a big flaw that I see in especially this impeachment trial, like it, like they went ahead and voted on impeachment and they should hold the trial. But the problem is with something that you touched on earlier. In no other trial would you have jurors be like witnesses or or victims so that creates like a very interesting set of circumstances plus you know, being the senate you don't need a unanimous verdict as in most jury cases i mean you just need you just need two-thirds i mean in, in in most cases uh you know one juror one juror who opts to just disagree with anyone could put a could put a whole clog in the system so i take that back in many ways it's like the united states senate is there even a point to have the word treason anymore? I mean, quite honestly, 
I, I wonder that because so many things that I have seen being done by elected officials from my perspective would seem treasonous, but nothing's being done against them to stop them, to punish them. What, what's happened? I think part of the problem is treason has a very specific definition in law. And a lot of it has to do with, we have to be almost in a declared war against somebody and you're giving aid and comfort to the enemy. Um, in this case, we're not, I mean, we might be having cyber wars that nobody's declared, but I mean, we don't really have that. I think the word sedition is probably the better term of art to use in this. Or the, the other one is you take an oath. I mean, I've, I've had several government jobs in my life. Uh, I was a special assistant US attorney. I took an oath to protect and defend the constitution. And there was no expiration date on that. So, you know, when you do that, and Trump did as well, you have an obligation to the country. I understand he feels he has an obligation essentially to himself, maybe his daughter and Jared, but, uh, you know, <laughs> most of us who do this know we have an obligation to the actual country. And I don't even think we'd be sitting here if Trump had, as soon as this stuff started, immediately, not after the fact, not the day after the fact, but said, guys, hey, wait, get back there. You're not allowed to do this. Stop this. You know, not in my name. You know, then, okay, you got some cretins that have, you know, that are criminals that need to be prosecuted. But maybe you could argue, well, Trump might have, you know, jazzed them up, but he got out in front. He didn't get out in front. That's the problem here. In fact, he jazzed them up to go after his own vice president. I don't even see a partisan issue here. He was trying to have them go and string up, you know, the Republican vice president. If I were a Republican, I'd be pretty ticked off about that. Well, and also, I think Donald Trump Jr. said it himself during the January 6th rally, is that this is no longer the, the GOP anymore. It's Trump's Republican Party. And it was echoed by Marjorie Taylor Greene not long after that. Plus, I think Trump doesn't really have a good grasp on what's in the Constitution. Like, I think his knowledge- No, really? <laughs> I thought he was a constitutional scholar this whole time. I'm I just shocked. I think his knowledge of the Constitution is just limited to what he's read on the placemats at McDonald's. You're still giving him too much credit. You used the word read. Was, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> looking at the images, maybe. Like, oh, is that a book? Oh, is that a pen? <laughs> he might have seen the movie with Nicolas Cage. That's about it. <laughs> but he's the law and order president, right? He's in favor of law and order. And, and so is, you know, a lot of the people in the Republican Party. And, you know, a police officers was killed. Uh, you know, a number of police officers were injured. I think it was maybe like a hundred and some. You know, two other officers committed suicide after all this was over. And people died and people got hurt. And not just people, but I mean, you know, if you're a law and order person, you really don't want the police to be hurt. Police got killed. You would think the Republicans would be like, you know, we got to send a message. We're the law and order party. This is kind of like we're, you know, it's like they think they're OJ's jury or something. Like, you know, let's just nullify the what's going on. I, I really don't understand that. I've never seen that happen anywhere. I mean, impeachment doesn't happen a lot. I mean, Bill Clinton got impeached over lying about, you know, oral sex with an intern. Okay, you can't lie under oath, and I don't defend that, and he should have been punished in some fashion. I don't know that impeachment necessarily is where you go. But don't you wish we could go back to the days of the <laughs> biggest thing in the world that was upsetting in the United States was somebody got a blowjob from a 20-some-year-old intern? Those yeah, I mean, if days. that's impeachment, okay, then, you know, <laughs> what's the Republican Party say about this one? I mean, 
I think if your standard is if you lie about, you know, doing that, then, yeah, I think pretty much attacking the Capitol, killing a police officer, hunting the vice president, you know, going after and saying you want to put bullets in heads of members of Congress. Yeah, I think that's a little bit worse. You think, Ward? <laughs> you think? Well, the, the thing I find interesting, and you just brought up a good point comparing this to the to the Clinton impeachment, is that Trump actually has the tools at his disposal. And he doesn't have social media anymore, but he has means of getting a Republican senator or member of Congress on speed dial and, and threaten them and say, listen, I can make your life a, a, a living hell. I mean, and this, this is the same group of people who alleged that all the deaths around the Clinton team were mysterious suicides that were actually murdered. I mean, like, you know, Trump's actually essentially sending these people to commit murder to commit actual like political assassination and they're doing nothing but a few rumors about bill clinton doing it they want to they want to punish him yeah i mean the the proportionality here is just so radically different and i mean the, the worst part seems to be their defense if they're going to have one um certainly seems muddled in the beginning but the the two things i've heard they could potentially do one, I think they're going to show some videos, like I said, to kind of say, well, other people jazz up crowds too. Well, other people aren't in the impeachment. I mean, I did a lot of drug cases. I never had a drug drug dealer say, well, there's other drug dealers down the other block, so I shouldn't be prosecuted, you know? I, I mean, that's, yeah, you would laugh at that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Everybody else was speeding on 95. I know they caught Speaking me, of but... people getting death threats, yeah, that, <laughs> that guy would. <laughs> so I, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Trump made a big deal that, you know, he wanted to present his defense and all that. He, he's willing to talk everywhere except under oath. I, I say yeah. bring him in, let him testify under, I'd love to hear what he has to say. Get under oath and, and please tell me your side of the story. I mean, you know, we can't get it on Twitter anymore. So, so please have your, you know, have your time. Tell us what you think. Now, yeah, say, can... saying that we have to fight, uh, which uh, apparently, uh, was said about the Black Lives Matter movement, we have to fight, is is far different from anything that he said, but they'll try to uh, equivocate the two tomorrow. Yep. I wish Twitter would just give him back Twitter for like a couple days, because I feel like he would acquit himself on Twitter. He would be like, I'm guilty, but my defense is so good. Like he, he would just tell us. The best, it's the greatest defense in the whole yeah. world. But he would like, and then they would pick apart. Did he just say that he was guilty? And it would just all come out on Twitter. If we just gave him back Twitter just for like 72 hours, just give it back to him. Like, just give it to him one day a week and like everybody can just go ahead and analyze it. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'd finally get that great health plan that he keeps saying is right around the corner for four years. <laughs> I'm waiting on that one, really. I'd like to see it. Meanwhile, Shireen, excuse me, Tom. Uh, you can talk on your podcast later. Uh, Shireen, ha have the uh, residents of Florida used the Tampa Bay victory as another, yet another excuse not to wear masks, or did they not need another excuse? Oh, yeah, we didn't need another excuse. I knew you were going to ask me that question. No, I, <laughs> they're, they're, they're showing all these pictures like, oh, my goodness, look what's happening in Florida. What, what do you think has been happening here the whole year? Like, this is not new. I don't understand why it's all of a sudden an issue now. But no, but it is funny you say that because uh, I was talking to a friend who lives in D.C. and I was she's complaining she doesn't go running anymore because she has to wear a mask. And I was like, oh, why do you have to why do you have to wear a mask when you go running? I've lived in Florida so long. I, I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> you guys are still wearing masks even when you go outside. <laughs> point. Well, those of us who live in more responsible areas of the country. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were in Hartford County. <laughs> <laughs> 
Adding to the atmosphere is an argument to the constitutionality of the impeachment trial itself. This argument was made baffling by Trump attorney Bruce Castor, as we can see in this series of excerpts of his legal explanation, as compiled by the Washington Post. I'll be quite frank with you. We changed what we were going to do on account that we thought that the House manager's presentation was well done. We are generally a social people. We enjoy being around one another. Senators of the United States, they're not ordinary people. And boy, this is a diverse group. We still know what records are, right? On the thing you put the needle down on. <laughs> I worked in this building 40 years ago. I got lost then and I still do. I represent the great state of fill in the blank. I saw a headline, representative so-and-so seeks to walk back comments about I forget what it was, something that bothered her. I don't want to steal the thunder from the other lawyers, but Nebraska, you're going to hear, is quite a judicial thinking place. If the individual state legislators, legislatures didn't adopt the Constitution, we would not have it. The floodgates will open. As I was going to say originally, it will release the whirlwind. But I subsequently learned since I got here that that particular phrase has already been taken. So I figured I better change it to floodgates. At the end of that statement, it would have been perfect if someone had left their phone on and they would have taken a phone call. And then the ringtone just happened to be the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. <laughs> I mean, where do you where do you start with that? I mean, he says that's like, the lead attorney. That's the best one. We know, Almost. We know he's not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know my way around the like, no shit like we, we can hear you don't know your way around everything and we changed our what we were going to present because well they, they done good you know I mean what is that even if that's what they did don't tell people you know and I've been to Nebraska it's not a judicial thinking place it's an I have to change flights place that's the only thing Nebraska's good for Husking corn. Apparently they're the corn huskers. You know, when I watched him, it was very interesting. I've, I've had to cross-examine people in situations like that that have given really good testimony. Often it was the drug dealer's mother um, and mommy came in and said what a good boy he was and how he really didn't do any of these things. And, you know, he's lovely, he's wonderful. And now I'm supposed to beat up mommy in front of the jury, right? So what am I going to say? You love yeah, but, your son, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want to see anything bad happen to him, would you? No. No further questions. I mean, that's all the damage I'm going to do. You know, I mean, I'm not going to beat up mom. And he was stuck in kind of a similar situation that, wow, the evidence is pretty overwhelming. And if you act like there's no evidence there, they just, you know, it's a pile of bunk. Well, you'd have absolutely no credibility at all. So kind of acknowledging reality is okay, but he just kind of meandered and didn't have any point that he was trying to make. And I gotta kind of have an argument there somewhere. I, I'm still trying to find the argument. Well, if Trump happens to be convicted and if he's barred from running for office, like at that moment when that happens and reporters approach Bruce Castor, like given that performance, I just expect him to say something like, wish me luck on the impeachment trial, everybody. <laughs> when most of your attorneys quit because they won't advance your stolen election bullshit and Bruce Castor probably doesn't even care about getting paid. He probably just wants to have his name in the paper again. Like, oh, okay, sure. I'll go ahead and talk and say a bunch of rambling bullshit in front of, you know, the U S Senate and 
however many millions of but, people. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Tom. This is making history as the president who was impeached twice. Even if so, and we're pretty sure, I mean, come on, unless like a lot of the senators, something happens and they all, you know, have massive heart attacks or something and they just didn't exist, which I don't wish on anyone. Okay. He's going to go down in history as the guy who presented the case and Trump wasn't prosecuted in a hundred years. Do you think anyone's going to be looking at that video where he's going, (laughs) I didn't know how to get around this building 40 years ago, and I don't know how to get around here now. <laughs> Nobody's going to be looking at that. His ancestors are going to ride on the coattails of he was the guy who defended the president, and the president wasn't prosecuted. Stupid people. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing legally in this, in the Constitution, is it's got to be two-thirds of the Senate who are present and voting. So, you know, I could see if I were a Republican senator and I'm worried about being primary, but I'm also worried about like having a vision of integrity, I might decide I really need to go to Starbucks and, you know, not be there for that vote. And that could change the numbers a little bit. I mean, I think this thing is, is pretty close. And they all have said, you know, if this was a secret ballot, you know, he'd be impeached, you know, almost unanimously. Yeah. Um, so I think if there's some way for people to kind of find a way out, they might look for it and taking a walk, you know, that's open for criticism too when you run for re-election. The most important thing that's come up in the last few years and you had to go get coffee. Um, you gotta worry about that for re-election too. But- oh, screw coffee. I would schedule a colonoscopy. It's like, <laughs> I'm out. So you're saying they're all full of shit no matter what? Yes. I'm saying he might be. <laughs> haven't, you, haven't you been listening to anything we've been saying on this podcast? Yes. <laughs> Some of the House manager exhibits in the impeachment trial included portions of the January 6th speech by Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. As a result of his post-election escapades, he will be forever scarred by his false claims of election fraud. And he is clearly aware of it, as we can hear from his reaction to a disclaimer aired before his radio appearance. The views, assumptions, and opinions expressed by former U.S. attorney, former attorney to the President of the United States, and New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, his guests and callers on his program are strictly their own and do not necessarily represent the opinions, beliefs, or policies of WABC Radio. Now, it's former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. I would have thought they would have told me about that before just doing what they just did. Uh, rather insulting and gives you a sense of how far this uh, free speech thing has gone. They've got to warn you about me. I also think putting it on without telling me not the right thing to do. Not the right thing to do at all. But he's blindsided by a pre-recorded radio <laughs> clip, but he walked around ground zero acting like a tourist. Oh, this is nice. Is this a paint job you've done here? No, Mr. Mayor, terrorist attack. Well, I got to tell you, when I did my radio show, we had something similar to that before every show. Now, maybe they knew me and they decided they needed to have it. (laughs) That really isn't that unusual in an opinion show for a radio station to do that. At least that's what I experienced. So Dominion, Dominion, uh, the election uh, company, the ones that make the the machines. If you're going to sue someone, we're telling you we know he's full of crap. That's what that's what that means. We know he's full of crap. We're just giving him our airtime because we want the and, advertising dollars that it's yeah. going to bring in, or the money he's spending for the spot. 
If you're well, going to sue somebody, Dominion, sue him. <laughs> we know he's full of crap. Well, that's what that's what Fox said during one of their during one of their depositions or one of their trials. They pulled the same thing on Tucker Carlson, where they said, "Look, he's not presenting facts. We we're having him up as the circus clown, you know, as as this entertainer." So you know, in trying to save their own skin. I mean, in, in many ways of the perfect Donald Trump network, they try to save themselves by throwing someone under the bus. I'm surprised he even noticed. I feel like Rudy Giuliani lives in his own head. Like he's just, he's just, he just does him and does Trump. Like I, when I do radio, we have that same disclaimer message. I don't think I've ever listened to it once. So like <laughs> now I feel stupid that Rudy Giuliani is smarter than me that he has- <laughs> I've never, I've never fully, if you ask me what our disclaimer is, all I know is that something, 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 not responsible, something, something, something like (laughs) he had more to say about his disclaimer than I could tell you. And I've heard it like a million times. Or maybe you weren't offended by it. (laughs) But it doesn't, I don't think it takes much to offend Rudy. I mean, if you can fart in public, I think you're good. Well, and just to be clear, all the opinions I'm expressing here are mine and not my clients. <laughs> if you're going to sue somebody, don't sue Tom. <laughs> oh, I think I, I don't think the people who put the show on IPM Nation, where the show airs, uh, actually listens to it because we do not have a disclaimer before they air the show, which is amazing. <laughs> and on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, Shireen Kassam, and Ward Morrow. Thank you, Tom. But before we go, my final thought. Recent events have led me to examine what is reality for some and not for others, and how other people's perceptions of reality are based in anything but. And I came to the conclusion that it is time for a wake-up call. It really is time for a reality check for most of you. No, this isn't directed at anyone who believes there was cheating in the election and that it was stolen or whether you think the impeachment trial is even legal. My reality check for you is somewhat personal. Despite what you see on those late night TV ads, it's all lies. None of the singles in your area are hot and they don't want to fuck you. No, seriously. They're not even waiting for your call because the very idea of communicating with you disgusts them. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, and Shireen Kassam, and guest Ward Morrow. Theme music by Euron Vandenberg. Executive producer, Tom Myers. Executive producer for IPM Nation, Matt Connerton. For more information, visit tommyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, 
uncomfortable questions and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.